0: So greetings everyone and thank you for tuning in to the WIRED podcast. WIRED is a collaboration with the WMU Lewis Walker Institute, the Western Student Association, and Western's own 89.1 WIDR Kalamazoo. Oh my goodness we are so excited about today's discussion. I want to welcome President Taylor West, the president of our Western Student Association, our vice president for political and governmental affairs, Emma Barada, and of course, our host with the most wider zone, Kyle Petronio. We are so excited to be in this space. And today, y'all remember, we had homework. Do y'all
1: remember oh, what the homework was? <laughs> I didn't some do that. Did
2: some
0: people didn't do their homework. I didn't do some people did. I, I didn't. I can be completely honest, I did not watch American Skin but that's okay you didn't have to watch American Skin but did we all watch One Night in Miami
1: oh man you're killing me Kyle no (laughs) (laughs) no buddy I could have totally (laughs) watched it instead of watching a full day of Epis for Family last Saturday but
0: (laughs) that's okay we're 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 we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna advance we're gonna still move this forward yes um I didn't get a chance to watch The Butler so I can say that I didn't have a chance to watch The Butler but I did take some time and, and I, I watched, finished watching, um, one night in Miami. Um, and so I have to say, like, first and foremost, it's just been remarkable to see just the, the volume of films that are coming out now that are highlighting content that obviously this, they didn't just produce these films in the past six months. Like, I was just, I was
2: just thinking I was literally just thinking about that I was like is this all like strategically placed because I feel like there's a lot of films coming out or have been like or have come out like a while ago but are now being streamed because everyone's using streaming platforms now but like I it just is like really refreshing to see especially after the summer and, and like a bunch of companies started to you know you know create different changes and stuff like like hulu netflix um disney plus they have like sections of films and movies and tv shows in order to educate yourself on like the black experience or different cultural experiences and so with all like with the new film coming out like one night in miami i'm like i feel like this just fits you know i feel like it was just a great time for this to come out kind of educational um but yeah dr wallace like i was just thinking about that like 10 minutes ago i'm like you know there's been a lot of films like resurfacing lately and it's kind of
0: yeah, it's been pretty cool, and I think a lot of it has is is not only um, the fact that the films are resurfacing, but I think production companies now feel that it is financially beneficial to actually release these films now. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of them might have caused more controversy um, previously, so I think that again they're they're riding the tide, like they're 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 reading the tea leaves, saying you know what, we have audiences now that care enough. That aren't going to be angry at us right. if we actually tell these stories,
1: because if people are going to the movies to actually see a flick of this nature, like that's definitely going to, um, like, people wouldn't. I feel like people wouldn't go out of their way to just be angry at a movie, but you know, maybe that would happen. I'm not really sure.
0: We we thought that lots of things would never happen. That's and they also have, true. So just you could saying. go on your
1: anecdote about the uh, the year of the ox and the year of the. <laughs> I think that's just very interesting.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And so I was just celebrating with everyone. I was saying in my very poor Mandarin, gung gung foi, no, gung hao fat choi. And um that's my attempt at saying happy lunar new year. And um I'm just really amazed that in 2020 we were in the year of the rat, and the rat in symbolizes all things just just erratic and strange and unplanned and we're now moving into the year of the ox slow mm. and steady I don't know about y'all but I didn't know that 2020 was the year of the rat maybe I knew that 2020 was the year of the rat but I did not know I, but uh, I didn't know I right. didn't know Subconsciously,
2: what that not We knew something was going up in 2020, but it just was not correct. Something was not, something was definitely off. And, you know, I feel like all of it has correlations. Now I'm getting into my spirit to talk about astrology, but it all (laughs) just links up like 2020 was just, it could have been predicted to be, you know, one of the most transformative and really wacky years. And everything kind of points to it. Like when it comes to the lunar new year, when it comes to astrology, when it comes to science, it just all makes sense. So hopefully, twenty twenty one is like the, you know, helping us get back on our feet from a, from a time that was last year.
0: Absolutely. From B time,
1: fantastic. I wouldn't say just A time the because,
0: time. <laughs> you know. You're right. You're right. It was a very unique time. Um, gosh, it's absolutely amazing. But- so. What were you thinking, Kyle? What else were you thinking about?
1: This? No, just I think it, it brought out a lot of positive changes, too. I mean, we always dwell on the negative in some way in Western culture. And I think uh, the positive aspects are also kind of there, too. Um, you know, a lot more people are having conversations that were not uh, being had because we have a lot more, I guess, free time to have them <laughs> or openness in our hearts to to do so, I guess would be the best way to put it
2: i'm kind of going off topic right now but i was talking to dr cooney yesterday uh, because we were talking in class about you know everything that happened this summer and how the black lives matter movement was like you know twice as many people or three times as many people of the civil rights movement and i kind of wanted to like throw this to you all like do you think because i'm a person that believes everything happens for a reason and like everything's placed kind of strategically and so i feel like if you know, unfortunately George Floyd did die in May, but like if he hadn't have been murdered at that time, you know, there wouldn't have been the magnitude of protests that did happen because everyone was in quarantine. So people didn't have excuses of like, oh yeah, I have to be up at 5am to go to work or, you know, it was just, everyone had the time to give and they actually did it. And there was awareness raised because everyone was kind of just like chilling. And I just want to know, like, what do you all think about that? Like do you believe everything happens for a reason, especially with all these movies coming out or researching now, like, and being given the opportunity to like, actually talk about these things? Do you think, like, this is the time? And kind of second part to that question, since we know history repeats itself, do you think this is going to happen, like, 10 years down the line again, you know?
1: couple things. So, yes, everything happens for a reason, but no, it doesn't happen I think it could happen in any variation of ways. So if George Floyd had not been, or his death had not been so public, I think there would have been a similar case that would have happened at some point sooner or later, um, which is interesting. And we're having Emma enter in just a second here. So I'm going to let that happen.
0: (laughs) Awesome. But I think that's a great question because honestly, I truly believe that everything happens for a reason that there are no mistakes that there is nothing that is by chance um i also think that when you think back to that quarantine experience not only was it um a case where people because we were quarantined everybody was just present but i think it was also a situation where people could perseverate and you know how like perseverate how perseverate yes like that repeated focused attention on something and so I think that that perseveration meaning everywhere you looked there were people people were talking about George Floyd did you see that did you um can you believe what just happened I mean people for once actually spent the entire news cycle watching eight minutes and 45 seconds of a man kneeling on someone else's neck murdering him people watched Him die. That is not something that is usually shown in our news cycle, and typically most people aren't talking about it, even on social media. They might be talking about it, but you've got pockets that'll focus and concentrate, but not everybody. I mean, this here's another vocabulary word: (laughs) proliferated our news cycle, and it caused people to say, "What the world is going on?" You know what I mean? So I don't Um, think anything happens by uh, accident.
1: Accidentally. You were saying? Yeah. Precisely. Um, man, that's that's very profound. I think, yeah, like American news in general is just kind of filtered out to the T. <laughs> if you look in uh, other European countries, like there is no censorship. I feel like they just go all out with it. It's like, here's what's happening. Man is being. I mean,
2: they yeah. talk about, this is very, very off topic, but they talk about UFOs. And European countries they, they right. televise that, but America's like no
1: because no, the man. citizens
2: the citizens can't <laughs> they can't, they can't out, so we can't Right. But going back to um does everything happen for a reason, kind of opening that up. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Make sure you follow us on Instagram to keep up to date with what's going on here at WIDER. Also, check out our website, updated weekly by some of our amazing staff, online at WIDRFM.org.
0: So, Emma, we are so excited that you're able to join us today. Um, I understand today has been a very exciting day for you. Congratulations on getting your COVID-19 vaccine. woo If I had, you know, a sound, I I would give it, but uh, there you go. That's awesome. Um, But, you know, we've just been talking about, you know, as we begin to enter into our film discussion, we really were talking about just the timing and how it's just amazing that um, all these films that are really substantive and are really making us think are coming out right now. And so for those of you that have just joined us, if you're like Emma and you're still like, okay, what's going on in this conversation? You are listening to the Wired podcast, a collaboration between the Lewis Walker Institute and the WSA.
1: What are some of our thoughts about just the film or like, uh, oh, I didn't watch it. So I'm well, not Well, no, not person. the
0: film, just like the status of things. I was thinking. Um, oh, yeah. Sure. Come in with this-
2: yeah, Emma, do you like, do you believe that, you know, kind of movies that are resurfacing are being, you know produced right now like kind of how are you feeling about that because I feel like a lot of things are resurfacing or like being produced right now so that's just the conversation we were having about like the timing of everything
3: um yeah I would I would definitely agree that I feel like there has been definitely like a huge increase in the number of films we're seeing that are about black history um or that have like just very central like black characters and black voices um and I think I think it's a symbol of something good, but also potentially a symbol of, like, something that we've continued to talk about, how, like, when things like this happen, corporations, what even film corporations, stuff like that, are going to take the opportunity to capitalize on it. And especially when you have, um, like, a movement going on that everyone knows about, just like I was saying, everyone in the world, like, witnessed this happening, is that, like, whether you're a person who is, like, fully fully in the movement fully believing everything that's going on or not there's like this pressure to understand what's going on if you're a person who is like of a place wanting to understand the world wanting to understand other people but maybe you're just not you know what i mean you're kind of in that questioning phase you're like okay i need to educate myself better so i think from that stance it's a really good thing um and obviously representation is always going to be a good thing and especially with some of these films you know you have one night in Miami. Um, that was produced by Regina King, Um, a lot of these films that are coming out, I don't know if you guys watched um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, some of those, those are being produced by, like, Black artists as well, so I think from those, they are coming from a place where it is really authentic, and the stories are being shared with a purpose of wanting to educate broader audiences and things like that, it's just, like, some of the ones where you're really getting that like white savior vibe I think those are you're seeing an increase in things like that as well so it's kind of like disseminating which stories are being told in an authentic way in which stories are being told maybe even with a positive intention but just not necessarily representing um black history or black people's experiences in the right way or in an honest way I guess.
1: Yeah, going back to movies I grew up on, there's definitely that, like, white savior complex. (laughs) I mean, I'm just thinking of, like, any action movie that any little white kid was like, yeah, this is cool, man. And then realizing that, oh, this is just further perpetuating, like, ideas of white supremacy and, like, uh, further diminishing Black voices, I guess, would be um, what that's really doing. And so, yeah, you bring up a good point, Emma, of, like, is it appropriation that's actually helping, or is it just appropriation for the sake of appropriation?
2: And I feel like going off of that, the United States has a tendency to have certain cultures assimilate to the American dream or the American way. And kind of like, we always believe in this like image of like a melting pot, but it's more of like a salad bowl. So you're throwing in like these different cultures and you're like, yep, like, you know, or actually America wants to believe it's the melting pot. So like we're all melting together like creating this one great America, but it's not, it's more of like a like a salad bowl because we're keeping all the cultures, like all the cultures separate instead of like accepting the cultures for what they are. So I feel like in the outlet of like media, films, everything of that sort, like it's allowing no, absolutely. space. It's yeah, it's allowing the space for cultures to like say, kind of who they are what they believe their values and stuff like that and people wanting to actually learn I feel like especially since the summer like people have kind of gotten out of their comfort zone and wanting to learn more about struggles about like oppression about movements no matter like regardless of how it makes them feel um but more of like this is what we need to do to better or to better help the movement or better help the, the struggle um in getting out from where we are because if we continue to follow the same path we all know that's not going to get us to the result we needed to or the grass, like, you know, the greener grass on the other side or whatever, however you want to say.
1: Well, even like going back to my action movie analogy of like, it's always this white man that's like saving the U S and it's like, why is that? You know, like, I understand functionally why, but genuinely why, like, why is that necessary? You know? And I don't think it is. And that's why
2: black Panther was so monumental. Um, and talking about like superhero movies or action movies, like Black Panther was so important in the sense that kids and, you know, Black people alike have the opportunity to have, you know, representation on screen in a positive light, not necessarily just like the villain or like the antagonist the or like some, right. Um, but seeing like Black people in positions of power, Black people, um, in positions of wealth, like it just it, it was a good representation to then implant in in kids' minds that like they have the opportunity to like get, be the successful. Well, obviously, you know, with the Marvel community being fiction, but like just seeing like what could possibly happen, like seeing like a representation, like essentially of yourself in a good place, means that you can get to that good place.
0: Not only in a good place, but a position of power, intelligence. I mean, if you think about I mean, sure, Black Panther as a character, lead character, he was cool. He's the bomb. But his sister, Zuri, is a scientific technological oh, genius. That. She oh, wow. is an engineering master. And so for girls and other, you know, for 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 those the entire film presented just what it meant to be strong, powerful, smart, and intelligent. And it and it took it completely outside of the box. It took it to places where you're like, wait a minute, you're beautiful, you're smart, and you're creative. What? Like that's, you have short hair? Oh my goodness. I think you're dark skinned? A- what? I mean, I'm just saying there's a lot there.
1: No, and that that could definitely, and it did for the time, like create a paradigm shift in like how black people are able to see themselves. I feel like in general, and, and
0: actually, you know, that whole black people seeing themselves is funny. My, uh, my daughter owns her own business and, um, and she, and she's got a baking business and, and in that she, she frequently gets asked the question in interviews, like what or who, like what chefs inspire you the most, like who, who makes you really motivated to have your own business and to do this. And do you know who she says? Princess Tiana. Princess Tiana, that film, The Princess and the Frog, came out when she was like three or four years old. And so we were all about Princess Tiana. We got the bed sheets, we got the pillowcases, we got the dolls, we got the books, we got the video, we saw it 15,000 times. But for her, that was symbolic, not that a black girl can be a princess, but that a black girl can own her own business, that she can be the one that's in charge. And that she, is, I mean, and she can be the hero for her community. Mm. That's what my daughter saw, and she's 16 now. So I'm just saying, it's it's no joke. It's no joke. So I'm just, you know, I'm yeah. saying, amen throwing to throwing it out there.
1: <laughs> Ain't no preacher, but thank you. <laughs> I
2: thought, like that's really the cutest thing, and the most inspiring thing ever. The fact that you know, I didn't think about Princess and the Frog because that came out kind of like later in the Disney train. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a Disney baby, but like more of the classics. But when Tiana did come out or Princess and the Frog did come out I remember that was monumental in itself too. Cause obviously being the first you know, black princess but obviously we had other princesses of color but having that black princess really like put it into motion. I feel like it just brought it back full circle. We got Mulan, we got Jasmine, got Pocahontas but like, but Tiana was it, it was it
0: it was it and i'm um, just speaking of you know to keep on that little disney train i don't know i know we haven't talked about the movies yet but that's okay we're gonna have to talk about it on another day because y'all because some folks don't need to finish their homework assignment but disney's coming out with a new black prince now so we're diversifying our princes um and i don't remember his name so i'll have to look it up but but yeah, it's a new Black Prince that's coming out, and so I think again, it's it's not about if you're black, if you're white, but it's it's representation. I mean, and that's really what we want to see, you know. Yeah.
2: And just hopping off the Disney train really fast for you know, I don't know if anyone has seen um, uh, that new show on Netflix by Shonda Rhimes, Bridgerton, um, takes place. Yes, oh, love it, obsessed. I'm. Oh, I'm on you know the train. I watched it. You know I watched Queen it. Queen Charlotte. Mm. oh watched it in roughly <laughs> one day in ru- Chris came out on Christmas finished it on Christmas literally couldn't but seeing like and and that essentially representation like I was so proud of Shonda you know I'm obsessed with how to get away with murder scandal murdering anatomy all that so I was like, okay Shonda girl like I'll support you and I my eyes were glued because I was like look at all of these people of color in places of power like she had you know princes and, and different dukes with you know, dreadlocks and like natural hair. And I was screaming, like I I was screaming. I was like, Shonda, thank you, like representation. Cause obviously back in that time period you never see anything like that ever, you know it, and that was just wasn't realistic but she made it look so natural. And it just was like, ah, like if this is what the new generation is gonna be growing up on or like, you know, even for people in like high school you're getting ready to transition to college like this is their you know, normal, like I'm pumped. I'm excited to see where we go as a society, especially if like there's more representation and then they're making it look so natural. And like, it's like, yep, this is where we are. Like, and people have to accept it.
0: But Taylor, to that same point, Princess Charlotte was really a princess of color. Like Queen Charlotte, like she was black. Like, and that's, that's what's so amazing about this. It's not even like we're, this is not like it's a fictitious, representation of life like this is real and we just these are parts of history that are just um stripped from us and and that that we don't have and i think it's so important and i mean taylor i don't know if you saw the face that i was making at you and i don't know radio world you can't see the face that i made but my lips were all touched out because my daughter watched the entire thing without me so i have to go back (laughs) and watch it all myself i'm just saying
1: Make sure you join the wider Discord server, where you can find our DJ schedule, our weekly newsletter, and also a fun, music-loving community. You can find the link at our website, WIDRFM.org. Update on that uh, live-action Black Prince. I think that was Niles Fitch, if I'm not mistaken
0: that's the name of the actor and the new movie ah. is the secret society of second born royals so what is it like to be number two we're number two we're number two yeah so that's gonna it's a live action one so it's gonna be different it's
1: giving me um what's that netflix show hmm umbrella academy it's giving me an umbrella academy vibes for sure oh
2: i love oh that's another great film the second season was better than the first but besides the point um (laughs) also hopping on the same tip of of media and you know kind of strangling films but same category like plays i'm gonna just uplift hamilton um in that play because could you just imagine you know thomas jefferson george washington you know just like seeing people of color play them I think that's the most ironic and funniest thing people who own slaves
0: well you yeah, know actually you know your boy Tom really had his that that's a whole other story he had his
1: dosage of slavery
0: he loved he loved his women of color um oh. yeah I mean but seriously though like having that dynamic I mean Linwell my, Marianda is what oh my
2: gosh a prodigy, a literal, like, I would bow. Like, what like he really did it with that. And I remember he came um, to the White House to present, like, the opening number to um, Barack and or, um, Barack and Michelle. And he was like, yep, I'm gonna make um, a play about Alexander Hamilton. And Barack was like, um, uh, good luck with that, man. I, I, I wish you the best of luck, you know? But they were really supportive throughout the whole thing. They were just kind of, like, skeptical. At first, they were like, how, how are you gonna make a, a 2 out and a half hour Musical about Alexander Hamilton, and he did it, and it was amazing. And he incorporated all of this, you know, rap history, like, and it was just like so. What? Sorry, I'm I'm a ham head, so um, I just wanted to uplift that because that's also representation on the screen.
3: Are we planning to discuss our other films another time, or do we want to? Because I have kind of like a burning thought that we we watched one night in Miami last night and this is something like i really wanted to kind of discuss with you all because i watched it with nate and we were having a conversation after we watched it about kind of how obviously these four men are like giants you know what i mean they're larger than life they are these figures that you know we we know from the lens of history in many ways and we know from the lens of these are the amazing things that they did the amazing things that they accomplished and so we were kind of talking about how in the film we felt like um maybe Regina King's goal was to like humanize them a little bit and kind of give you an idea of this is what these men were like in their daily lives like this is what they were like when they weren't you know um in like a big public arena when they were just hanging out with their friends having kind of this casual conversation um but we we felt like the portrayal of Malcolm X made him seem a little bit meek compared to the way that he is like always assumed to be like, he's just this intense figure who's very serious and very, I guess, like unafraid and unashamed. And like in the movie, he was kind of like socially awkward with the other men. And it was just kind of an interesting dynamic. So I wondered what you all thought of that. If you thought that it was like a very authentic portrayal or if it was kind of like, they made him seem too meek compared to what he really was.
2: Oh, I'll hop on this one. Um... I think that everyone, like all of the, each actor played their role to the best of their ability. I think the way that Regina portrayed Malcolm was like a different light. And I don't think it was mm-hmm. bad, however, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he knew like Kyle and sorry to kind of spoil it for you, but you, you kind of know the whatever, you know about it. Um, Malcolm knew he was gonna die. Like yep. he knew he was
0: gonna die. Yep. And that was kind of like, yep. mm-hmm. Taylor, we are are losing losing you a little bit there, but I'm going to piggyback on what you're saying because I think I know what you're trying to capture. Right. So I was just like the, the, the quote at the very end where it says, first and foremost, I thought that Malcolm seemed more approachable in this film than I've ever seen him. And because he's always been presented as a militant. And sometimes I think with the way we want to present him as a militant like a violent angry evil person because i think that that was a way to vilify him i think malcolm in this movie seemed like a dude that i would really love to have had (laughs) the opportunity to know like i think he would have been cool and i thought it was really deep that he said and i quote it is a time for martyrs now and if i am to be one it will be for the cause of the brotherhood that's the only thing that can save this country and he, he wrote that quote on February 19th, 1965. And he was murdered two days later. So to me, like you said, he predicted his death. He anticipated that that was what was going to happen. But what I love about Malcolm X, and I think that's why he was so emotional. And he was, I think that's why he was so emotional in this film is because he understood the gravity of the situation in this country
1: i didn't see the film but yeah you also have to take into consideration the context of when this macro event is occurring you know start exposition end of film like what is that time period so yeah that's a very good point
3: yeah no and i yeah, think i think um sorry to cut you off but um i think another thing that I, we were kind of talking about as well is just the transitional point that he was in at that point in his life, because it was kind of, you know, in the movie, kind of a plot point is that he's pondering, like leaving the nation of Islam and like his issues with that organization and whether he wants to go forward with them. And then from that point, he kind of, you know, he worked with Muhammad Ali and helped him convert to Islam but then like kind of abandoned this organization that he had been the face of and he had been like, right. like a right gene- figure and then from that point in his life he like shifted some of his stances on a lot of things and like kind of took this spiritual journey and following that spiritual journey um like he wasn't he I think he was still just as passionate and just as um like into the cause and fighting for the causes he believed in. But I mean, he definitely got a lot of questioning from his own followers who were like, this isn't what you've been saying all along, or this is, you've changed your tone. So I think he was in kind of like a very pensive period of time where he was evaluating everything.
2: No, like that scene where he was like, yeah. So, you know, trying to convert, you know, Muhammad Ali and he, and Muhammad Ali was skeptical. And, you know, Jim Brown was like, uh, <laughs> like, is this something you really want to do? And see, i and everybody. And then when Malcolm X was like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually leaving. <laughs> like, mom and I was like, brother, what? Like, you are trying to convert me, and then you're just going to leave the nation of Islam? That scene was hilarious, but, like, also, like, really important, because, like, Malcolm, like, even in the scene where he was talking to Jim Brown, and Jim's like, okay, like, tell me what's going on, because he was crying. Like, that was such an emotional scene, because he couldn't, like, how are you going to tell someone, like, yeah, I'm getting ready to die? Like, you know, how do you say, like, like how do you tell your friends, like, yep, you know this is like we don't have that much longer left like I don't think knew. you do <laughs> I don't think like and and like and I know it anyways I think going back to the original question I think that Regina King like really brought Malcolm X into like a new light and again I don't think it makes him like less even less powerful or anything of that sir I think it has us look at Malcolm X in in another light, because he also was a father. He was a husband. Like, we can't just think he was this all-powerful, like, not afraid of anything, like, get your guns, let's go type of man. Like, he was scared. And, like, that shows that he's human. So I agree with, like, what you said, Emma, in terms of, like, Georgina making these men, like, more humanistic. And, like, because they were, like, tough dudes, you know, like you know, and Muhammad Ali would talk a big game and everything, but he was scared, like, she showed emotion in all of these men, like, and they all had an influence on each other, and Kyle, when you, like, watch the film, you're gonna know exactly, like, they all had, I'll probably start crying, yes, (laughs) like, whether they liked it or not, like, everyone had impacts on one another, like, you know, even though, like, Malcolm X and Sam Cooke, like, clashed heads most of the film, like, they, they both kind of stopped even though they like kept picking at each other like they would stop and be like huh he's kind of right and that's what came to the end of the film with Sam Cooke's song and that was what came to Malcolm X was kind of like chilling out because he was trying to get everyone on the movement because he was really really passionate about it but he also knew that he wasn't going to be there much longer and we need people to continue to fight for the movement once he's gone and so like I kind of saw that strategy like in him in the hesitancy because I don't know if any of you have seen like the Um, film Malcolm X with Denzel playing him but that like I watched that a while back and that shows like Malcolm X before he became this like you know great leader like he he was kind of naughty and all that he was a little like little scrawny fellow but um
1: scrawny fellow
2: fella you know but seeing that like that another persona kind of come out in this film like he was a person before he was like Malcolm X okay before he transitioned into the nation of Islam before all of that so kind of looping in all these different personas is like dope I loved the movie even though it was like just them in a hotel room the majority of the time like it was so important
1: yeah and I think like I mean I still got to watch it of course but um reassessing your biases towards any individual historical figure is something I would definitely recommend because realistically somebody had some sort of skewed perception to document history. I mean, we all have some sort of bias. So I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to look at historical figures like Malcolm X. And I think uh, I'm excited to see what uh, Regina King did for this film.
3: Yeah, yeah, I really agree with you guys. I just really wanted to see kind of what your thoughts were because it was kind of a conversation that Nate had brought up after and I thought, you know, I was like, I want to get their opinions on it as well to see what other people thought. Um, but just for for Kyle's sake, because you said you might cry during the movie, because <laughs> you're a music person, you will cry during the last scene because oh, it's no. a junior and he is singing A Change Is Gonna Come and it's literally straight so up. I love that song. It's like one of the most beautiful songs, I think. But... Obviously, he's an amazing performer, so like it's right. spectacular, and he's so and entire, invested, and it's
2: beautiful. And Go the ahead, Taylor, film. No, you're so good. The entire film was literally just leading up to that song, Kyle. So like you're <laughs> like it's it's kind of like it's actually know, a musical. <laughs> yes, yeah, actually, sorry, a Buster Bubble, but um, no, like <laughs> I agree with Emma. Like the last scene, you're gonna be like, shoot, <laughs> you're gonna be like, dang.
1: They led me to a musical, <laughs> but no, that's that's exciting. To uh, I'm trying to imagine. I, I guess I should just watch it. That's. <laughs>
2: I think I think you just may have to do that, Kyle.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's is really. Any...
3: It's, it's not. It. Thinking about them being in a in one room for the whole movie, we were like, this might move kind of slow, but I really didn't think it did. Like, I was invested the whole time. I really, even though it was like, it's close to two hours long, I think. I like definitely didn't get bored and sometimes you know when there's not a lot of like movement you're like okay but these actors are like definitely strong enough that like you're invested the whole
1: time you know a film's good when you can just keep people invested through mostly sitting dialogue scenes like that's just so powerful in itself but but then you add the extra fact that it's these powerful black figures and a certain representation of them by a black director like that's that's huge
2: yeah and that's what i'm saying like i was like you know i kind of turned it on like i was on my duty night so i had to be up anyways and i was like yeah you know let's let's just check it out i was my eyes were glued like i was like you know i'm not really into like still you know whatever but non-actiony
1: um, <laughs> yeah
2: non-actiony like something but it engaged me the whole time because it's these people of history like these were real people and this was about a real night so i'm like okay what happened in this one night you know it left me intrigued but kind of like i i I think we may have to check in after you watch it see how you do doing emotion. <laughs> i think
1: so yeah might 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 mess me up pretty good <laughs> we'll see though
2: right um is there anything else we wanted to chat about in terms of media representation one night in miami i think we all have to watch american skin next i heard that was interesting i i we gotta i gotta find a time to watch that i heard that was good another thing that a people but um Dr. Wallace, some more time watch- to do that
1: in general. <laughs> yeah. I just need more time
2: man I just need more time more time but Dr. Wallace also said she's gonna watch the butler
1: widrf your source for wider's blog contact information and our weekly newsletter widerfm.org
2: So again, to all of our listeners, like there's a lot of good, you know, stuff out there for you to watch and become educated about and just expand your, your, you know, horizons, your brain in terms of what it like what material you're absorbing, you know? So if you're looking for more things to watch, like every, every platform, I'm pretty sure has a section. Um, but if you need specific movies, One Night in Miami, um, The Butler, American Skin, um, Light, Mudbound. Oh, Kyle, I watched Mudbound. You watched what? Mudbound. Didn't, weren't you the one who recommended to watch Mudbound?
1: I said Moonlight, but uh, yes, Mudbound. <laughs>
2: just kidding. Um, Mudbound's all, that's okay. that was, Mudbound's also good. I have to watch Moonlight, but that's that's on my watch next list.
1: Yes, I think. Let's see if we. Whenever we have this podcast next, I'll uh, I'll make sure to watch whatever was just recommended, and then I won't be. Not in the know. Wait, right? I will be in the know.
2: (laughs) Don't forget your homework, Kyle. Okay, don't forget it. Sorry.
1: Um,
2: but if you all don't have anything else you want to chat about, um, I just want to give a quick, you know, shout out to our listeners for tuning in to the Wired, um, podcast hour. I'm only on eighty nine point one WIDR, cal Zoo. Um, and I hope that everyone tunes in not next week, but the week after next for more awesome content. Hopefully people will have watched the movies wink wink nudge nudge um um, and maybe we'll have some special guests guests on for the week after next so yeah
1: that would be pretty sweet